Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. And Woo. we took a week off. Woo. I think I think we were a little... We, were we a did, little... man. I mean, it was, it was from us, but it was also like Bruins games galore. Yeah, we took a little stretch break there, because we know. were depressed that we had to record separately again. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done this since February twenty fourth. That was our last. Dude, it feels like forever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's over a half of month. Like that, it's like twenty days. It's it's been a while. And and also, uh, in no time, I'll be back out there. I know. I know. And I think I'm ready, man. I think we need to do a couple episodes while I'm there. I come in on a we Friday. Maybe we... I mean, dude, you, you, we had that hot trip two nights for Bruins game. Yeah, we were able to get that <laughs> podcast out literally the morning you were leaving. Right. But yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna have a lot of time when you're back. Let's absolutely do it. Yeah, I'm looking forward and, to it. And we got to get the crew together. We got to get that LA crew that you've literally only met over recording. Uh, right. Like, you got to meet Brian. We got. Jason back. We get Daniel on. I mean, you've met Daniel, but you know how many mics do you have? I got four. So all right, well, let's go buy about we ten do more. Like, right. and <laughs> well, see then, how many people the, the, we can get. The real issue with that is the the new interface. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you get a couple thowie to drop real quick. I, I yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I have as many in, uh, mics as inputs. I'm good right now. You want to go past four? That's a whole other investment. But all right, hey, all right. I'm down. Let's go. I'm down. <laughs> Well, with us taking a week off, there's plenty to talk about at this point. I Definitely, because we had plenty last week when we were on, on like, you know, it just felt weird. Like we said, it just felt weird to not do it in person because we've only done three in person total. Right. So it felt weird. But, hey, we had a lot to talk about last week, so we definitely got a lot of a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, so I figure we'll talk today about the KG retirement game, which was awesome to watch. I don't see. Here's the thing: I don't want to talk about the game as okay, much. okay. I, it was a good game, but I definitely want to talk about the ceremony. Right. That in I guess that's more so what I was leaning towards. What you want to talk I about meant. Sunday? You want to talk about the ceremony? I'm so glad they didn't shove that in the middle of like a, a halftime, which I know they don't really do, but sometimes they will. And I'm glad they didn't shove it beforehand. I feel like they let that nice half hour pass after the yes, you know by now loss. Well, let's and let's get into that because I want to ask you about that. I, I, do they always do it after the game? I don't think so, to be honest. Because I thought that was very strange. I, I thought that I had missed this whole ceremony, and then the game ended, and then it was just on, and I was like, wait a minute. Where, Listen, I could I I could literally be pulling shit out of my ass right now but Please it literally don't. felt like it, okay it literally felt like they were like well kg's got stories and we have stories about kg this Let's could go on for a while horn this. <laughs> yeah. yeah and again we could be idiots and maybe it's all been after or whatever it's all been before and whatever but regardless of that fact of the retirement jersey ceremonies i've seen of the celtics and this is my third one i've seen us up parish go up i think or somebody but of of those this was the one that literally felt like this could go for forever like the window that nba i had to watch it on nba tv because i'm out here in la and the window that nba tv gave it it didn't even start in that window properly and it went 30 minutes past that well you're lucky everyone was ready for everything yeah i i oh i'm stoked i mean i would have i would have ripped whatever i had to rip 
I would have called friends. No, from I, ju- high I just mean been like, let me get your parents login. <laughs> I'm like I'm kind of surprised or something, but like, no, I I was stuck. Well, because the NBA NBA TV, which I don't know how much we've gotten into it on here, is a horrible program. It really is. It's it's a horrible. It's bad. It's it, like like down to like most of the analysts they have. I guess they have some former players, but even those ones aren't great. It's like it's it's not good, and the fact that. They not only like knew that they're not good, but enough to carry that ceremony on that Sunday to the point where ABC didn't, you know, like we couldn't watch it like the the next game had already started or whatever. So I was I was I was happy they did that, but also they should have done that. You know, like, yeah, no, I agree with you 100 percent. It's Kevin effing Garnett. I'm, I'm very grateful, but. In retrospect, I would have been like, what are, what are you guys airing? Right. <laughs> on Sunday? Nothing. The doing? kiss cam. Yeah, seriously. Around the league kiss so, cam. Ugh, I mean, honestly, then I, I would have felt less bad about that than some, <laughs> like, 19, like, or 20, even 2017, like, playoff rerun or whatever. But, dude, they, they aired it. I got to see it. It was in live time to the point where when Kevin Garnett swore, it wasn't cut off. It, we didn't have it bleeped out. I knew y'all fucked with me. But I didn't know y'all fucked with me like this. Oh man, sorry, Aunt Penny. What a <laughs> what an absolute. Oh man, I got the chills from that. I watched that back four times. I took a video of it on the fourth time, and I still laughed in the video. It was just, it was, it made me so happy. I did, Andrew, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll put it right on the podcast. I cried my eyes out during the KG ceremony, and I wasn't sad. It was just like emotionally overwhelming it was like it it just really was like i i couldn't stop crying it was just and every time i would cry i was just like stoked i was just like happy yeah yeah brought me right back to that time and you know i i've been a guy who said who has said fuck ray allen sorry again i'm penny fuck ray allen like since it i mean kind of riding with paul and kg where they're like we'll never we'll never be down with him again but like it was it it really is nice that we all grew up You know, it it was nice for him to say on the real, like, I'm happy Ray Allen's here. And they had that embrace, like more so than just even letting him be in the building to do that call out is a lot, I think, for KG. I think that that is a big growth aspect and like a big thing to do. And like, you know, at the end of the day, we don't win that title without Ray Allen. I'm sorry. No way. We don't. Absolutely no one, no one, no one, no one, no one in the world would say that. Even the dumbest (laughs) of Boston fans, of course. Even during the whole thing. Exactly. And that, and that's what that, that's what was acknowledged with that. Like KG made that clear by saying on the real though, it's very good to see Ray Allen in here tonight. And Ray Allen said in like, I don't want to say post games or whatever, but like in, in interviews after that, he, you know, he missed Boston. Like, dude, that's beautiful. I'm getting the chills right now talking about it, man. I, like Sunday, despite the loss, which was tough, we're facing basically the West version of us. They're 10 and three since trading for Spencer Dinwiddie and doing that trade and getting rid of Kristaps Porzingis. We're about the same record wise. We're about the same at the time. You know, that's the, we, we played our hearts out and it came down to a buzzer beater a tough loss it was a good game you like i i cannot i cannot ultimately give that a stamp of approval because it kills me that we lost on kg day however enough time passed we got to have the ceremony the ceremony was beautiful shout out to hall of fame mike gorman i mean god <laughs> he, he, it was it was his whole speech was amazing he just talked I don't know if you saw this, and if you didn't, he just basically was talking about this whole 
effort the first time you saw KG in a Celtic uniform and how he went bonkers. And it was when we were in Rome doing preseason and he went all out in a game in Rome against a team that's not even in the NBA, just lost his mind. And I thought that was just the perfect summation of what Kevin Garnett has been for us, which is just intensity, no matter what the cause is. It's just like he's playing for his name. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, he what what was that quote that he had said that he was like, "I want to be known as the best teammate of all time" or something along those lines. Right. It's yeah. Like he, yeah. Which caused uh, Simmons and Jackie Mullen on the Bill Simmons podcast to do a teammate ranking, which was interesting. But uh, I I think he is the. I mean, I he's got to be the best teammate there. of all time. How about that? Because I think I think a good teammate needs to be on your case, and then beyond that, I, I think a, a good teammate will murder for you. I mean, <laughs> I that's KG essentially it, right? Like he would do whatever yeah. it takes for his teammates. He doesn't yeah. care. He probably exactly. would have made a great hockey player, to be honest with you. That's exactly where my head goes. Yeah, like yeah, he's kind of <laughs> like he's kind of like a grinder on any hockey team. But I just really feel like anybody in any sport should feel that way. Like they're going to go out for you. And they're gonna die, and they're gonna put their their shit on the line for you. And God, KG did that. I I, I actually I also want to shout out one other podcast. Not that we were shouting out Bill Simmons there, but I want to shout out uh, Perkins. A couple episodes was on Zach Lowe, and was just talking about how he and Garnett hated each other. But like he had Garnett shoes, but then once he was in the league, Garnett like was a dick to him and whatever. And then until they were in the trenches, also in Rome during that preseason. They never had respect, and then, like as soon, as soon as they had like a good game in the trenches, and they won, KG was like, "Yeah, motherfucker, good game." <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's, I bet it's, you it's beautiful. You I, gotta listen to those stories. Yeah, right? yeah. No, it, it makes sense though. It's probably well. That's the whole thing too, right? It's like KG had always said, like, "I want you to hate me. If I'm not on, if you're not yeah. on my team, I don't want to be your friend." He's like, I'm not here to no. make friends. Like, that's the yeah. whole point of KG is that. That was his style, and that was his whole, his whole thing. And it until exactly. you played with him, and he was so, and he was so dark or whatever, like so contentious with Perk before he came to the point where he literally took, he, like, according to Perk, he spoke to Paul Pierce, and he was like, you know, is it like, is it going to be cool, like, like me, yeah, and and he and Paul Pierce was like, yo, you're going to love Big Perk, man, like come <laughs> along, like like it'll be all good, like it doesn't matter. And then he, he came, and it was still contentious until they had that moment where they played 4-5. The rest was history. Then we had a banner, bro. Damn. Yep. Whew. Yeah, that, was, Chills, a great, that was a great and, and, ceremony. And, I mean, honestly, just to, like to see the bench, dude. Like, the, like KG said it best. He was like, like we haven't seen a, a shooter off the bench like Eddie House uh, since. And, like... Hopefully we're flirting with it now, you know. Pay, fast peepees looking good. Ooh, but oh, but it, dude, to to see him and big baby Glenn Davis and Leon Poe. I mean, I honestly, it it felt like a perfect ceremony. I loved Paul Pierce's ceremony, but <laughs> like, and Paul Pierce, I, I I will die on this hill. Is is a I mean, I don't think many people are going to argue with this. Is a much more important Celtic than KG. Yeah. Much, much is a lot. He's a more important. He's a more right. important Celtic than KG. KG's ceremony was amazing. Yeah, like, 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 put his to sh- like put Paul's to shame. Almost, it was just the also the vibe was off. Didn't we get absolutely slaughtered family? that game? <laughs> oh, probably, man. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I know you don't want to talk about the game much, but there is one thing that I think you probably want to talk about. Okay. 
Do you would you like to talk about the uh, the Jalen KG moment mid game? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, this is kind of partly what makes me like kind of hate <laughs> this game so much is that uh, you know I want to talk about this. Yeah. I think I texted you the sentence. I think that is the greatest Celtic moment in the last 10 years. Ooh. And what, what was brought up against me was uh, Tatum's dunk on LeBron. I totally agree with that. I like, I like, I get that's a bigger moment in game, but there's just something about the fact that he dunked on Kleber and then dapped up KG in the moment. <laughs> and, and I, and I wrote back my friend, I said, is, is that the greatest moment in the decades? And a couple people like wrote back and whatever. And they said all that. And I go, yeah, but did any of those have KG in them? <laughs> right. Like there was just something about that it was on that hoop where KG was sitting. Man, I mean to me that that was like I've had a, amazing times watching Isaiah Thomas. And someone said like Isaiah Thomas's game after his sister passed and I totally agree. Like that like in terms of games, of course, that's a way better game. But in terms of moments, like there's no specific moment you pull from that not to take from that. I will like especially me, I will endlessly appreciate what what our dear boy Isaiah Thomas did for us on that day and everything he poured out, but especially on that day when he could e- could have easily and no one would have batted an eye sat out and he went off for 33 and her memory and everything like that. Yeah. This moment though. It was big. Was in, it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. I, I, I just, yeah, nothing like, yes, dunking on LeBron was amazing, especially when they were, he was so young and everything like that. It was so tight. And I know this this kind of meant nothing, but it meant everything because it was KG's night and everything like that. And the, so that that does have a bit of a sour taste because we didn't we didn't finish it off with the win. But but yeah, man, that that, that dunk, man, that that made me feel feels I have not felt in a long time for sure. I mean, overall, it was a great you know if, if you're a Celtics fan, the game despite the loss and just the hype around the entire thing and how crazy it was. And then the ceremony. And again, amazing matchup. Like going into that, like we knew we knew what it was going to be. You and I were going to try to organize a trip to have it happen. Couldn't we saw it very quickly? Couldn't those those tickets were insane? Like especially for me flying out. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a bad game. It money was just a bad outcome. Here, but I'm not exactly. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, it was a bad. It was a bad outcome. But really, it was a. It, I, I'll admit, it was a great game. Yeah. You know, and like, yes, it was going to be Luca and at the time Porzingis. And we're like, oh, this is interesting. Okay, cool. That game lived up to the hype. And and also, I think it was it was the perfect game, especially if we're going to play like I like even better than the Lakers. Like, I'm glad they didn't set that in some like faux uh, rivalry thing. Yeah. But the way they did it is like, yeah, Luca's a personality. Yeah, of course, they're going to put this on ABC. But, like, the way it panned out, it's like, this is the hottest team in the West and the hottest team in the East. They're not the best teams, but they're the teams that are turning their seasons around in a way where we thought they were going to be in the play-in, and now they're playing for home court advantage. Yeah. And so it just worked out in a really beautiful way for the NBA. Yeah. I I mean, the only thing that you could improve about that day was getting a win. Otherwise, I, I think it and went. Dude, we pretty... lost, and we lost on a buzzer beater. And shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie who did it again in the next game a couple of days ago and beat his former team, the Nets. That was beautiful. Made up for him beating beating on us, especially when it was back to back games with back to back game winners. Shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie putting down the Nets, keeping them in the play in for now. I I still you know I wish that we could have made it out to that game, but it is what it is. Um, 
it was it was great to be able to watch it on TV and and see everything. Also, I don't know if this was just being nice, but him saying Ray next was wild. That's not, that's not going to happen. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, there was booing. Also, when Gorman came back from that whole thing, and he goes, "I love how you guys booed Isaiah, who was sitting there." Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, not our boy, the the other, the vintage, yeah. if you will, Isaiah Thomas. But he goes, he comes back from break, and he goes, "I love how you guys booed Isaiah Thomas." And Isaiah still sitting there, stands up, does some waves, gets more booze. Loved it, man. I thought the whole thing was great. Man. I, I, it was a perfect ceremony, and I liked Paul's, but. This was, I don't know, I, I think it just speaks to KG. And Paul Pierce is my favorite basketball player of all time. Like, for me, like, you know, growing up a Celtics fan and everything like that, I've had an autographed basketball from since I was in second grade. All this stuff, like, Paul is my guy, but, like, there's no personality in the NBA now. I, and I know Draymond Green exists, but there's no one like Kevin Garnett. Draymond Absolutely Green is not. goofy at the end of the day. Yeah. He's like he's crazy, which is fun. But Kevin Garnett is crazy, and he's right, and it's fucking terrifying. It's amazing, and there's I I I I will pine until my death day to be able to say that I saw someone who was kind of like KG again. That's how much of an impact he had in the game for me. That's how much I will miss him. And shout out to number five. He actually does, despite just being there for six years, he belongs in the Raptors. I I agree with you. I think that you're right. I mean, we debated it for a while, and like it's fully grown on me, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't, know, I don't the, know if the ceremony sealed it. I think I was already down, especially because I'd accepted it. But obviously, people. the argument is is term or how long he was here, and but for the years that he was here, the See, impact but was. They, but therefore, they made yeah exactly right. they made the argument impact right because you want to do term six years shouldn't qualify you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You want to do impact. Hell yeah, I qualified him. Yep. So brought, and the way they said it too, he brought back Celtics basketball. I fully agree. Shaq is definitely next. <laughs> Dude, stop. <laughs> Takes. Do you know what that would mean? That means. Well, or maybe you would. Maybe you do. I think. You, I think this is a happy accident for you. I don't believe that you do know this. <laughs> but what that would mean if we retired Shaq's Celtics number? Is we put Marcus Smart's number in the in the Let's Raptors. go. And no, in the name of O'Neal is what you're saying. You yeah, know. and then he's got to retire. <laughs> if he doesn't have his number, he's got to retire. Sorry, I don't make the oh rules. God, are you about to? When we talk about this Warriors game, are you about to come out about how how he's a dirty player? Or, well, or what? I'm glad that you say that. Let's switch let's, gears let's here. On. Let's move on. To let's this. talk let's about go. the current Celtics, where they're at, what they're doing, how they're doing, and also how Marcus Smart is the dirtiest player in the NBA, and he ruined Steph Curry's remainder of his season, maybe his playoffs. We don't know yet, but, you know. God, I, I, God, I, I hope you're doing a bit. God, I hope you're doing I'm a bit. I'm doing a bit. <laughs> you better be doing a bit. God, I'm, like, fuming over I, here. I will say this, though, because I know that we're going to talk about that. Even Steve Kerr came out and said. It wasn't dirty. It was no, just a play. It's not. Ime Odoka actually said it best. It was like, man... Two guys going for the ball, one dove, one tried to stay on his feet. It happens. Like, listen, I hate that it happened. I more hate that it actually – I hate that it fucked him up to the point where he couldn't come back in the game. Yeah. 
I definitely hate that he's going to end the season like this, especially because, like, dude, I like I don't care about the West until I need to. And until the Celtics are the Eastern Conference champions, I don't care about the West in terms of what happens there. I want the Warriors to be good. I don't know if that's a hot take, but once they got rid of KD, I still like those guys. I still want them to pan out. I still want them to win. I honestly do. I like them. I like Steph Curry. I like Clay being back. Then with Draymond, it was the first time in 1,005 days that they had all played together. 1,000. And five days, Andrew. It's not a lot. And then we get half a, a quarter into the other game, and Marcus Smart ends Steph Curry's season. On purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have a conversation here, sir. God. Ugh. No, but no. it's just like. It wasn't It wasn't dirty. Steve, Steve Curry thought it was more at the knees. He assessed after. He's like, I've coached Marcus in the World Cup. Like the, you know, like. He's not like I love Marcus. A lot of respect for his game. I thought it was a little cheap, but then in retrospect, it, it wasn't. If it wasn't, basically. if it wasn't Steph Curry, he wouldn't even have said that in the first place. I don't yeah. think. Uh, I, don't I don't think he'd be. I don't think he'd be as mad. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. It because is, because they're in trouble now. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs. Not if Marcus Smart has anything to do with it. <laughs> no, they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> he's going to come back but, in the next game and just it's going to be like a Nancy Kerrigan thing where he's going to he's actually going to take him out at the knees with like a club. Good god. Well, we're going to see what Clay and Draymond <laughs> got. Draymond off of injury and Clay uh off of 2 years of injury still doesn't really look himself. Doesn't look horrible. I I hate when people are like bench him. It's like dude, he's still dropping like 22 in a game. No one else is doing that. Like no, don't bench him. Yeah. But yeah, he's obviously not the Clay Thompson we know and love. But I think he's getting there and I think he has the potential to you know, getting much closer to what he used to be than I think a lot of people think. But it's just like ah, I I really like I'm sure Marcus doesn't even feel good about it. No, absolutely not. I wanted to beat them with Steph, and then outside of that, I don't want Steph down because of Marcus. I feel bad. I mean, big win, and and the team is still playing well. So how do you feel right now about the team and and where they're going? I want to quote Scott. I'm I'm just quoting all the media today. Quote him. I want to quote Scott Van Pelt, who said, didn't matter that they lost Steph. We were winning that game. And I, I agree. I really agree. Fucking. Bob Bill. How about our boy? Dude, he, he really is our my boy? boy. Big fan. I don't want to hear about Cat. I don't want to hear about New Shaq. I don't know what you can make up next. Kareem, my center is Bob Bill. Let's go. For the rest of his career. That is my center for the Boston Celtics. You want scoring? Don't get it out of your center who can't play defense with his Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, he's amazing. He can get some blocks, fine, whatever. I won't trade those points for that, dude. Bob Bill is about to average 10 and 10 with the craziest defensive rating in the NBA. My God. Um, dude, it's just amazing. He played out of his mind. Derek White's in a slump, and even in a slump, it's not nauseating. I just, uh, I, I I, love this team, man. The, 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 like, the, the Mavs thing really hit me, but it's kind of nice that we, or I guess that would have been during that week anyway. But it's it's kind of nice that we've had this time, regardless. And I'm very high on this team right now. Very high on this team. I mean, as I told you should you, be right. They're, I told you hot. if we're in twelfth, if we're in twelfth in December, they're gonna have to murder in the new year. That is all they've done. 
so, yeah, I mean that they're murdering right now, and they haven't they, they haven't slowed down crushing. at all. The games that they've lost haven't been major blowouts or losses. And they like shake it off. We haven't had two straight. Knock on wood, but <laughs> we haven't had two straight in a dude. Oh man, this team is fun right now. There's potential, man. There's potential. I've said like. The ceiling isn't the end of the Eastern Conference Finals. The ceiling is they this team could win the championship. But I want to I want to not make that as hot as it is. I want to, you know, put that in perspective and say that's because this league is so wide open with injuries and with Kyrie Irving and all this other stuff. But the Celtics are still a name in that and I would never have thought I would have put them there. I didn't believe that they could do this full turnaround that they did and I'm so happy to see it and they've really bought into Ime Adoka's uh, game plan. And by the way, Ime is so solid in my book. I can't imagine when I'm going to be off his train again. I'm so in on him. This is as in as I wanted to be on him. I saw things earlier in the season that I thought like even I would have done better. I'm not alone on that. A lot of people, a lot of you even listening, maybe even felt that way. Why are you putting Dennis Schroeder in down the stretch instead of Josh Richardson, who could play defense, especially given what our success has been at this moment, which is a lot of defense. But that's my guy, man. I'm riding with him. I'm riding with Brad. And I'm riding with whatever they make of this team. This is our best bet. I don't want to blow it up. I don't want to trade a J. I don't want to do anything, man. I, I, I'm i very happy with what we got. And, like, all we can do is try to win with what we have and then keep trying to improve what we have. I, I think blowing up is out the window at this point. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, I don't, there's no reason for it right now. I mean, right now. But I'm saying blowing up is out of the window for the next year. Like, next season till the end of season. I would say that. It, unless something drastic happens, the earliest you could you could make a uh, an argument for it is the trade deadline next year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be a plummet. That's what I'm saying. There has to be like a complete. So I, I just don't buy. I just I, I just don't I don't buy that happening. Yeah, and we're not we're, we don't have a bunch of people expiring. This is our hand. And I like our hand, and it might not play well this year, or it, it might not. Play, it will play well this year. It might not play to win this year but it also could still i fully believe there's a potential that we could win and then next year it's like dude i i think people are going to want to play with this team i think people are going to want to play under Eme, especially with Derek white now who can vouch for him i think well, people I, are going to want to play with the jays i think people are going to want to play with bob bill i think some people are going to want to play with marcus smart whoa whoa just, whoa I, dude he is a he is an on the court hit man you saw that last night Calling it now. Celtics get Steph Curry this off. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't beat him, join him. You know. Yeah. Hey, that's what KD did, man. Yeah. Nah, man. I'm 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 hyped right now. I can't believe this team. This is what I hoped and I thought that they could maybe do. I actually I I don't even want to give myself that credit. I thought they could get part of this. I thought they'd be like, we're the six seed. We're the six seed. As of right now, we are home court advantage as a four seed. And the Bulls, I'm sorry, they're fraudulent. The Bulls are frauds. Not to be Tony Maserati, to quote another Jesus. member on the show. <laughs> but they're frauds. They haven't beat anybody over 500. They're fraudulent. I'm sorry. I'd want them to be good. But guess what? I'm so excited to maybe have them in the first round right now to the point where I don't even want to take the three seed. I want to beat the Bulls in the fourth. Okay, like, okay. Calm down here. Le- you know, look. 
I'm not that's trying fair. to really that's bring right, you right. back. I'm not trying to bring you back down to earth here. I'm flying right but, now, but dog. I got you something should. I gotta you say. You probably should. You and probably I, should. And I'm gonna ruin your whole little thing. Okay. I, I'm not as convinced as you are that this team is a championship team. I think. Listen, here, listen, listen. I'm not that convinced they are. But no, I do think it's possible where we. At the trade deadline or the end of December, we said it it is impossible. You and I had a conversation, Bruins and Celtics. Is it possible for either of these teams to win the championship? And we said no. And then two weeks ago, we said it might be possible the Celtics. Well, and it has only been more possible. But Andrew, I don't want you to think I'm saying it's likely. No, well, We're, I mean, like, that I know, also, Ve- dude. And if you want to talk to Vegas, Vegas seems out of their mind to us because Vegas has us. They're, Vegas has us higher than I have us. And that's not adding to me how I feel. Like, Vegas has us higher than I have us and definitely higher than you have us. But Well, to be fair. With that, it's he, just like, dude, I'm just saying it's possible now. No, no, no. Whereas at the beginning of the year, it was never possible. He, here's the thing. We had also said there's no way that either of these teams are making it to the finals. And that was prior to adding any pieces, again, to either team. We added That's a true. piece. That's we took true. away some That's stuff. True. We're looking at like Dennis Schroeder, right? What Romeo we, Langford as like the seventh guy, maybe six guy, like whatever. Yeah. What yeah, we no, added right. and how they shook up the team just enough made this team, in my opinion, a finals, a finals team. I'm not sold that they are able to win it all. I am very sold that they are able to make it. So. But then, but then again, as I always say, and as we've always said on this podcast, you know, when the playoffs start, anything can happen. Um, they they if they make it to the finals, why not them? Like, why why are they not able to win? So I'm just, I think that they're able to be the, they're going to be hard to beat in the playoffs, especially if they start getting some hype around them, start feeling good about themselves. And the Jays play how they can play. I mean, that's that's your key to success, right? If they don't play the way that they need to play. If 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 one of them doesn't play the way you need them to play, you're in trouble. In the playoffs, like, like, right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we, we don't have that third guy. And, like, maybe Derek can do it. I do think Derek's going to be a better, like, point scorer than he was in San Antonio. And I do think right now... He's in a slump, and therefore it's kind of just keeping him average for what he was. I like no one's going to look at Derek White on this team. When you're playing the Spurs, like if it's you can lock down Deontay Murray, and then the next guy you were looking at for a while was Derek White, and so he he was keyed in on. He's like slumping or or thriving. Derek White's not going to get keyed in on this team, and I and I believe those shots are going to start to fall at some point. But with that, he's still not a third guy. So you still need your other two to drop 20. I mean, last night, shit, like Marcus dropping the other 20. Like Marcus kind of took buckets away from Jalen and Jason. Like, in a positive sense, not not in a negative sense at all. Like he, he did well and he played well. But yeah, I, we have no third guy. So if if if, if there's if, if either of them are, are off and we win a game, I'll be shocked against any playoff team. Right. We we could be the one seed and get an eight seed or or a ten seed with the playing stature. I'm I'm gonna be shocked. We need like at worst one of the Jays can score sixteen points and maybe we win. Yeah. No, you're right. Like we need them on. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's the it goes the same way. But here's for... the thing: I don't think they're hot right now necessarily. Yes, partially. 
Tatum's on a different level. Obviously, he did that scoring thing. That was hot. But if Tatum doesn't drop 50 and 40 and 56 and, like, whatever, and he still hits 30, we still win those games. Yeah, but we're talking regular season. Like, they, they, right. the pe- right. teams aren't but, playing like this is the playoffs. So, true. So it's like they're not going to, like, yes, you can but I win think any games. Eastern Conference team we're playing from here on out is playing like it's the playoffs. Okay, all the sure. matters. But I, I'm just saying you can get away with teams not playing you for their actual season in a in a regular season game. Like in the playoffs, right. it's do or die. Granted, it's a you know a series, but I, I mean nobody wants to lose one game. So I don't know. I, I just think that. It's going to be, I think there'll be a little bit of a wake-up call when they get into the playoffs that if they do start slumping a little bit or at least taking their foot off the gas a little bit, it's not going to be the same as if it was a game that doesn't necessarily matter in order for your season to continue. So, I I don't know. It's going to be interesting because they really do need to, it needs to be like pedal to the metal and, and they need to be on top of it the entire time. Because we've seen them, we've seen both of them slump throughout the entire season. Sometimes. So it just can't be in the playoffs. It goes for every sport. It goes for every team. It's like your best players need to be your best players in order for you to succeed. Yeah. But I th- I think with like the build of the big threes in the rest of this league, it's like when you can have that other guy step up and, you know, I, I just, you know, definitely the Celtics, the Celtics don't have that. Yeah, obviously. No, but, they have a that's what i mean they don't necessarily need it in order to win it all they just need to play consistent and right. and then they can right. beat anybody yeah but i guess i'm saying it's just like in a game, in in a in a seven game series from what we've seen over history you're gonna need that guy at some point absolutely so it would kind of be a miracle that we don't need him but this hypothetical guy the the best thing that could possibly happen this year, obviously, is them winning, winning it all. But the second best thing that could possibly happen is that they go deep, and it makes people want to buy into this team and come here and play with us and play for for our coaching staff and see the KG thing that just happened and how much the city embraces their players. Not that people don't yeah. already know that as far as Boston goes, but. I, I think that making a deep run this year is best case scenario for other players wanting to come here and And you know what else? I, I want to piggyback on that. You know who else I, I think it's even better for for people coming here instead? The Jays. Yeah. I mean like of I, I know they know and it, like the reason we're here is because they've stuck with it and they know it's true and they know they should be together and all this noise is noise. But if they make the Eastern Conference Finals again, no one's going to be like, look at them. They fell short at the Eastern Conference Finals again. Everyone's going to be like, damn, they got there again. Shit. And they should be like, wow, we did it again. We got here. Well, and, and you got to yeah. think that a couple, like some players are like, wow, that team is only a couple pieces away. Maybe if I go there, that it's it's sooner rather than later as far as championship goes. I agree. So and like, I hope. I think we had rogue versions of that with Hayward and Kyrie and everything. It seemed nice on paper, but now we have something tried and true. And hopefully someone wants to meet up with these two guys because someone should, man. I mean, there's a couple expiring contracts that are not that close, but not that far. They're still within these J contracts that would just 
really make this team interesting. Dude, LeBron, like, he's going to come here. Not who I'm talking about. Not who I'm talking about. <laughs> kind of worried his son's not going to make the lead. He, uh, he is I, I want him to. I want Brian to be good. But he will no matter what because that means whoever gets him gets LeBron. Dude. I, I don't even hope you're right. I just, I don't, I don't buy it. No, it's going to happen. Like, I want you to be right because it's awkward. But like he might be, he might be so obviously bad that there's. Yeah, dude, but he's, he's, he's about it's, to be. He's about to, He's a sophomore right now, and he can't play. He can't stay on the court. He gets 15 minutes because he's LeBron James' son. What happens next year when he's a junior? And if that's bad, they're gonna give him a shot as a senior. Yeah, probably because it's this high school. That does not mean that he's uh, some other school is gonna want him to go to. And then even then, they're supposed to be like out of high school, able to be drafted. Dude, maybe LeBron like twists someone's arm in the in the way that Lavar Ball wishes he could have got the final Ball brother into the league, and it happens. But dude, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be awkward. I don't think Bronny's good. No, but I, I mean, it is. A, it's a I guarantee. Really, I really do. I really want him to be good. It's a guarantee that you good. you get LeBron on your team. So people are like, well, I, I still I still think he's gonna be so bad that people use their <laughs> second round pick to find out when they get LeBron. There's also. I, I'm sorry, LeBron's not going to be good then. Yeah, but he's going to sell a lot of jerseys. Damn. I, I mean, you guys are going to hear about this when you listen to it tomorrow, <laughs> but March Madness is among us. we got a 15 seed over a 2 seed. Whoa. Kentucky goes down. John Calipari's NBA player-making machine goes down to a 15 seed. Wow. Upset. Upset. Brackets are getting busted, boys. Busted. You didn't have that one. You definitely didn't have that one. You liar. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. We, we, we can bury the Celtics here, but especially on LeBron. And Dude, I, like, I know you hate LeBron, but I've come to a place where I'm like, I think he's good for the league, and I kind of like LeBron, and I still think Jordan's better, but like he's definitely... It's definitely between them for the greatest player. Dude, of all the time. day that you tell me that that he's better than Jordan is the day that we're probably we're 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 fist fighting. That's fine. I'm I, I'm surprised that hasn't happened over <laughs> Batman yet. Stay tuned. Whoa. Um, I mean, you should fist fight me over Jordan, not Batman, because one of them is the greatest of all time. Um, the other one is not. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say which. You LeBron lover. Fuck you. <laughs> that Batman movie sucks. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not getting into that because that's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> um, but what we do have to get into because we went yeah, so long. Yeah, I can't long, do that for the Tar Heel shit. Like, I can't do that. We, we went so long on this, on the basketball, the KG, the... Uh, I, I had more to say than I thought. On yeah. the basketball that I do want to wrap up with... NHL trade deadline talks because that's coming up quick. It'll be here before yeah, our next episode and, I comes mean, we, out. We'd be we'd be remiss to not catch up a little. I mean, you've been you've been in the house for a few games, some happy ones, some not so happy. Yeah, ones. yeah. We we got we got to do a the Bruins some due diligence here because we yeah it's been a two weeks. I mean, overall though, like going into this trade deadline, the Bruins are in good shape. You know, they they are playing very what well. Good shape mean though. They're playing ceiling wise. Ceiling wise. Okay. So they're playing very well. They're getting a lot of contributions from players like 
Taylor Hall, who has 30 assists in 34 games. I mean, I think that's pretty good. Uh, the The depth scoring is getting there. Third line is on fire. Marshan's not doing anything, not scoring, not anything. I have a comment to make about Marshan shortly, but I'll get into that after. But they're playing well without Marshan scoring, without Bergeron really scoring. I mean, I know he had one the other night, and he's been playing well out for a handful or a couple of games. I shouldn't say a handful, but out for a couple of games now to um, go back to Boston and address a infection that he has, and then he should be back as far as you know, the, the media has told us. Um, but they're playing well without some of their best players playing to their highest potential. So if Marshan can catch fire at the right time and the rest of the guys continue to play good, I mean, this team is dangerous. I think there's a different if for Marshawn. <laughs> if he stays out of, if he doesn't get suspended. I mean, do do we need to go over the text message I got from you last night? Yeah, I think we do. All right, I got a text from Andrew. I'm following along with the game, but I wasn't totally home yet, so I hadn't I hadn't witnessed what was also sent to me by my dear co-host here, Andrew. But and I think I accompanied I guess, that with the video, right? Uh. 30 minutes later, but yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen the first text before, so you okay. did, but I, I was too early to your delivery. Um, dude, Marshawn shouldn't be allowed to play if Bergeron isn't playing. Which, <laughs> by the way, was. sounds crazy. Sounds crazy. I'm so in agreement with. He has only been bad, like too bad when he's not there. Oh, dude, he, he hooks this dude in the nuts who still buries him and then go, does the go-ahead goal, which was the game winner. The game winner is the go-ahead goal. And now, what happened to you? Did you get bonked on the head? Because, dude, I love this. I love that you're positive. But last night, you were so ready to fucking scratch him healthy. If burst runs out, now you're like, hey, no. Straight. So that hey, that comment. Cup, hey. I mean, that comment was genuine. Like, I don't. Hundred percent. No, I don't disagree. I'm more curious where you are now and how you got there. <laughs> where I am now is that Bergeron's going to be out. We need these points right now. We're close to passing Toronto to get into third place, get out of the wild card spot, and get a legitimate spot in the division. Yes. So we yeah. need Toronto's, every point Toronto's we can Toronto's get. collapsing early this year. <laughs> in no, they're in, not. They're not even going to pretend like they're the one seed. We got to take that three from them. We in have to. No world do you actually bench Martian. I'm just saying. No, he, I know. No, I know. Dude, I said, I said that to my buddy. We went to the game with against the Ducks, and he's like, buy him out next year. And I was like, you can't do that. You definitely, like, if if you want to get rid of a Hall of Famer, you better get something in return. But well, also, and that's, I, he's annoying this year, but, like, I don't know what's going on. But I, I, I'm not ready to get rid of him by any means. But some people are. I will tell you this. If he was to get suspended three times in one year, I hope I don't have to play this clip down the road a little bit here, but if he gets suspended three times in a year, I mean, there has to be some serious conversation about trading him if Bergeron retires. There has yeah. to be. Like, you're going to go into a rebuild no, anyway. If, if Bergeron retires, they're, they're be I, I'll go further than that. If Bergeron retires, there better be some good reason you aren't trading him if he's still acting this way. 
I mean, he's always acted this way. What do you mean if he's still acting this way? Dude, what do you mean? We 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 had five years off from a suspension. It, now it, you sound like George Peros. It doesn't matter. No, full on, full on. <laughs> he is back in the nutting, like, like horny for a freaking suspension. Twenty sixteen version of himself. But we haven't seen that for five years. We talked about this. I know we His did. First suspension, we were pissed. But this is His how. Second one, we were pissed at him. His third one. Which hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and I say yet, not in a loaded way, in a way that I believe it will happen in the next, like, whatever games we have left. Well, but I'd like, dude, I, I... He's making up for those, all, all those five years. Like, you can't get... That's I, fair. I cannot that's believe... Fair. I, that's fair, but, like, okay, that's you looking past something that I shouldn't be looking past. That's you getting hung up on something that I should also be hung up on, which is... It doesn't matter that, like, cause, because he did it in consecutive years, he's getting these suspensions. Yes. And so I shouldn't look past it where I'm like, they're only giving him these suspensions because it already happened this year. We we went into we this. We only talked speak about to this. His stupidity. Yeah. They know, say but, that it's not reputation but based. Andrew, it clearly we're back, is. We're back here because he's being a bonehead again. I agree. Flicking your stick, dude. Like, he kind of sold that. Like, I could tell he was acting like he was going for stick when he just tried to whack that dude in the nuts and see if he had Greenfield or whatever his name was when he tried to whack him in the nuts. Like, I get, like, he even kind of tried to act it, but I knew he was being a shithead when he did that. Yeah. He's going to do something stupider. Here's my thing. And I, and I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know what your thought is on it. it I'm just. Maybe I'm surprised, and I don't think that it has to happen, but I'm surprised that there isn't a limit on suspensions in a year. Like, say you get suspended twice, or say you get suspended like for a third time, you should be done for the season. There's no three suspensions in a year, and you just get to keep playing. Like, I'm not trying to speak this into existence. I'm just shocked that it isn't actually a rule. I don't totally agree outside of Marshawn. I think there's some <laughs> things like outside of Marshawn. I don't totally agree because I think and Tom Wilson, by the way, uh, and I hate that I'm coupling those two together. But thanks, Brad. That's where we're fucking at right now. Um, I don't totally like. I don't agree that like if you have two one game suspensions and like one was kind of like a mistake, but like or like whatever. Like I don't know. You lose your cool twice, but it's only a one game. I, I I'm not fully on. But it's like, never going to be. Just I, I don't. A I don't one. like a three. I don't like the three strike rule, dude. There is there. There's plenty of guys who get if they get suspended twice, it could be one game. Like I don't, I don't. Not a lot of, dude. Th- here's the problem, and it goes back to what we said every time. This shouldn't be on one guy's shoulders to decide how long you get suspended. But when's the last it's time he saw a one game suspension? Not to mention a guy gets suspended twice in a year dude, and listen, gets two. I one think Brad deserved the six in the last, but I'd be fucking lying to myself and everyone else if I thought he didn't get six games because he's Brad Marchand. Of course George he Peros did. doesn't give out those games to anybody. Anybody. There should be a committee. Like, we shouldn't be able to talk about getting suspended twice when it's just up to this guy arbitrarily. It's ridiculous. I agree with you. If you have a legitimate committee and they vote that you get two multi-game suspensions, yeah, maybe three strikes, you're out. I agree with that. But, dude, don't act like we have that. Like, we have George Peros, who played with so many of these guys, maybe 30%, maybe 20% of these guys who are still in the league, has grudges against the rest of them, and he gets to arbitrarily name games and suspensions at his like. It's bullshit. 
I agree. If you have a committee, whole thing. You get the committee down, you get the whole thing, and they do three multi-game suspensions, you're out. But this is, dude, like, the, the system we have is just garbage. Like, uh, I, like, I, like, it's just garbage. I can partially agree. I just, I don't ever see that it, there... First of all, if you get a one game, no, they're not going to change it. If they're not you get a one game, I disagree. Like I hypothetically agree with you, but because this comes down to one guy's choice, who just d- loses his job when he's done with it, like it's like Pope shit. Like Glenn Campbell was just done, and they moved George Peros in. Like the discipline thing is like almost up for fucking grabs. It's just like it's so much of a fucking rigmarole that like I can't take. I can't take half of these suspensions seriously, especially when they give Tom Wilson a game when he almost killed Panarin last year. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I just I, I I'm getting frustrated with. Uh, obviously, they have. There's no well, talks. I'm frustrated with Marshawn. There's no I, talks I, I, I of Marshawn getting suspended because that would have already happened. Like they would have said something. No, it would have happened. But I, 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 but I, it's just the are bonehead. You, are you are you shocked or surprised? I'm I'm either. Like I'm I'm really. <laughs> you sent me this. You're like what three games? No, so I, I just was like, three, is there another I, I suspension? I didn't think it was. I, listen, I, I'm surprised there isn't a hearing. That's shocking to me. If there's a hearing, it's he just a suspension. Went for his nuts. He just yeah. went for his nuts. Maybe they just saw. You know, he got knocked down. Then he got ripped out of the 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 fight there he they tore him out of there maybe they were like well it's good enough i don't know but it's just stupid things that can't happen especially especially oh, I agree. I agree with, when I patrice bergeron is out and you yeah. are the guy last night brad martian is if the captain time, of that first team. of all keep keep your head on your shoulders regardless i agree like no matter no matter if bergeron's in or out you can't go down for suspensions like let's not act like that's the difference maker like especially when he's out, you well, can't do that. but this is this is my point here is that Bergeron, I I honestly think that Bergeron reels him in most of the time when they're out on the ice together. When they get on the bench and Marchand's super hot, somebody's got to be talking to him, telling him, "Yo, it's you gotta you gotta chill. It's fine." And he's and maybe that's Bergeron. Now, he's too old. Yeah, maybe it is Bergeron. But but what I'm saying is like. Martian, no, no, I'm, I'm not coming against you with that. I agree that that guy needs to be there. I thought maybe it didn't need to because I don't know. We had six years off with him not acting like a shithead. It literally feels like he's going through a breakup this season with how fucking adolescent he's acting. Like it, it I don't get it. it. It blows my mind how he's regressed so hard. And I agree that maybe there needs to be that guy, but ultimately there isn't that guy. So do we need a young guy to step up and be like, hey man, <laughs> like Pasternak to be like, stop doing this? Like, well. It, like there's not there's not going to be some savvy vet to come in. Like Nick Felino can't even come in and say this. Again, there's two Nick things. Felino's never won like Brad Marchand, even though he's older, even though he's done his thousandth game. Shout out to Nick Felino the other week. But like the, who's no one's going to tell him. No one should have to tell him now. No, that's the problem. But I think and and, and I really think he's regressed, and I don't know why. I really think there's something going on. But bottom line is, we are where we're at. And you're right with that, and it's just like he's a problem right now. That sucks. It but sucks how how does future, he? And I think, and I stand by this: future Hall of Famer Brad Marchand being a problem on your team while he's wearing the A. It's crazy that we're having this conversation. It's how crazy. does how does Marchand not think about? Like we're fans of this team. We watch every game, or watch majority of the games, or go to them, or whatever it is. And I and I can safely say that. 
when he's not, when when Bergeron is out, Marchand is the captain. Whether that he has the C on his on his jersey or not, he's the vet presence that's been on this team for the longest. Oh, yeah, and 100%. and he he just is that guy. Like he needs to be for this team. There's a reason that our leadership is as tight as it is, and it's the example that they've set all the way from Chara and Ference and all these other guys and Lucic who are in here and and Thornton who really made this like built this specific um leadership core and Martian learned from that and he should understand like we need you like we need you to be out there if you're not going to score that's totally fine but we need you to be smart and be the captain of the team in the you know p- playing captain when Bergeron's not there and to be honest with you, you say Hall of Famer, and I I agree with you with what his accomplishments are, what type of player he is, how good he is. But the longer this suspension, potential suspensions and dirty play goes on, he's going to play himself out of the Hall of Fame. He is going to earn himself a spot not in the Hall of Fame. Like, there's only so many so many times you can be suspended and do all this stuff before people are like, yeah, you, he was a great player, um, oh, but he That's hurt a, a lot of people. Man, listen, I, I don't agree. Again, I don't or I don't disagree that that should maybe be a thing that you can do. Is like, fuck yourself out of that shit. But for everything that the NHL was over the decades... I really don't think you should be able to suspend yourself out. But they didn't get suspended for those things. That was part yeah, of the game it as was it was. Legal, I know, but like some of the things he does weren't as egregious when he started his career. Like there's just I don't know. Look, I'm I'm with you, man. I think that he's gotten a lot of reputation suspensions, Listen, I, of course. And I'm but... with you, and I'm with you in the sense that he should act mature and act like a Hall of Famer. And like I don't, I'm not standing up for anything he's done, but I really don't think that should take him. I'm not saying it's going to, but I mean, if this continues, like, how your, can your points, your 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 points, your your wins, your I don't I don't care about your suspensions. I don't want to start having debates about Hall of Famers. It's like, well, I was suspended five times. So like, like if if they if Tom Wilson goes off and they want to put Tom Wilson in, I don't want to come against that. Like it's just like I think he's a piece of shit. But like, there's other pieces of shit in there. I don't, I don't know. know. I, like, I, I I agree with you. Like, there's got to be some detriment, and like, ultimately, maybe it could. Maybe that is the future of it. What God, I want to say me, that would make me sick. I want him to stop doing this. I want him to stop acting this way. But God, it would make me sick if he could like discipline himself out of the fucking. The the last thing I want to say That's about thing. this Martian thing before we go and quickly talk about the uh, the trade deadline is like. Look, here's the thing. I, I love Brad Marchand. He is one of my favorite players of all time. He is a complete stud. And the the fact that he plays with what the way that he plays is the reason that everybody loves him. Tell me you hate him when you're on another team or whatever it is, but it's always the argument of you would love him if he was on your team. And that's a fact. 31 other teams in the NHL would love Brad Marshall. It is a dude, absolute if fact. If he was suiting up in their color. 100%. I am not saying. And I still love him as is. 100%. That is not, that's not my point that I'm making. It's just that it's frustrating because he has so much skill and he can play that game of being an agitator without doing the dirty things that he does. Like, 
it's it, it just it's so frustrating because I I want him to be what he can be, and seeing him do these things that might get him suspended and not allow him to play are killer. And it hurts watching him do that when we're already down Bergeron and we're already going into the playoffs unsure of what we're going to do at the deadline and all that kind of stuff. This is when we need him to mature and be the guy that we really need him to be and the skill guy that he is. So I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm just saying that it it's like I love this player and I want him to play the way that he can play instead of doing these stupid things that he doesn't have to do. That's just it. He doesn't have to do these dumb things. Same thing with Tom Wilson. He doesn't have to play like a dirty player. He is a skilled player, and he's tough. Those two things right there make him a good player. The other stuff make is what makes people hate him. So, yeah. I I don't I mean, know. I just thing, I, 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 yeah. I don't want to see another Tom, suspension. A big thing with Tom is that like he could just be like this nasty finesse like player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which Marshawn Marshawn juggles that line better, but regardless, it's like, dude, we love hockey. We love the violence of hockey. We love policing your guys. Dirty hits happen. I don't think anyone really wants. I want. I want Brad Marshawn. I want. I of want course. that guy who antagonizes. But I don't want Brad Marshawn to hit the guy in the nuts. We see when he goes over the line. Yeah, we see when he goes over the line. And dude, I I'm sorry, and I'm sure he's riding with that. Like he didn't mean to do that or whatever. He's going for the stick or whatever. But like. Yeah, hit him in the nuts. Yeah. And you were trying to hit him in the nuts. Let's punch him in the that. ribs or something. Do something dumb, but, like, I mean, there's one Dude, thing. also punch him. Yeah. Punch him in the ribs. Exactly. I'm tired of your stick work suspensions. Right. Be a dick physically. Don't hack at somebody. Right. That's almost like, uh, like, like, yeah, I don't want him to, I don't, I definitely don't want him to Matt Cook anybody by any means. But like, dude, if he's getting suspended for like a boarding where it was like oh, I was unfortunate or like whatever, like I listen, nothing dirty, but like the fact that you're getting suspended for this like stick bullshit is just trash. It's just not necessary. So unnecessary. So so basically, what you're saying is you want us to trade Brad Martian at the trade deadline for uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. <laughs> What else would I be saying? What do you <laughs> What do you want to see happen at the deadline here? Oh man, the same shit I wanted to see two weeks ago. I want <laughs> I want to see a nice defenseman come in, whether he's top six or four or even just the seventh guy. Whoa, you 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 would be happy with one seventh guy, dude? No, I <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to say I'd be happy with anything because the okay. defense needs anything. Because you're afraid they're going to do nothing. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna be anti seventh guy when nothing else? Not happens? if it's Chara. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Especially if it's Chara. That's tight seventh guy. I'm in on that. I dude, I want I want that. And yeah, if we if we could get close to a center or at least make someone feel comfortable at center with a strong winger. We, we, I think we need we need a forward in the top six or like anybody in the top six. Ideally, obviously a center. Okay, how uh, about second, how about the second line center? But like more so than that, I think we need defense. I think this team can win, especially you want to talk hot streak. You want you you, you want to do the Celtics comparison, where it's like if these two stay hot, yeah, damn, some shit can happen. Yeah, well, if the if the top six stays hot, then you only need defense. That's how I feel about the Bruins. Well, 
David Krejci season guess what? just I ended. I think you need both. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I, it, what, what, what is this going to be a dick tease until the 27th? Like, what is it? It's not happening. People, I don't, I don't think that no, there's, there's any no chance. Way. Yeah. There's no way. I don't even want to, like, fake get my hopes up. And I also don't want them to be like, well, we're, we're waiting to see if we get David Krejci back and then get nothing. I don't know. I, I just, I just, I think that, that sounds awful. I'm, I'm totally with awful. you. I think that they need, they absolutely desperately need a defenseman. Charlie McAvoy was the best player on the ice last night. He was on fire. He was hitting. He was tough. He did everything that he needed to do, but he can't be the only one that's out there that he can't be tough and play defense and have assists and play on the first power play unit. I, I am gonna I am gonna say something from his play though. You're gonna kill this kid. No. What? Me? No. No. <laughs> no, the no. Bruins are gonna kill him if they're making him be the only guy yeah, who can do yeah, anything. And yeah, okay. And then what I'm gonna suggest doesn't really help in a sense. Play him forty five minutes a night. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, <laughs> no. Keep him like try to make him last as long as Chara. But my my shit is like no matter like as soon as Bergeron is gone, I don't care who is still on this team. Charlie McAvoy needs to be wearing the C. Hundred percent. Like there's no question. The next captain of this team, I don't care if Brad grows up, and then some. No. I don't care. And it's not Pasta. It's not anybody else. And it, and it and it's not even like a rotational seat. It is no. They, Charlie McAvoy is the captain of this team as soon as Patrice Bergeron doesn't play hockey anymore. Same way that Patrice was as soon as Chara didn't, and it was shocking for how long Chara went. Like we would have thought we would have had Patrice in the seat a lot longer. Ideally, we do still, but you know, knock on everything under the sun. But like, there's no question. Like Chuck McAvoy is the captain of this team until he's not on this team anymore after Patrice Bergeron is done. Like it's not, is it, is it a debate? Like it's not. No, I think, I think that that was the thing. It was who is going to be the captain after Bergeron. And for me, depending on when that is, it kind of came down to, I know that this is a hot take and people don't agree with me, but it comes down to McAvoy and pasta. I mean, I know that McAvoy has more of that thing uh, for as being a captain than pasta does, but I could see it going to him. But I, I think I think you're right. I think it's going to go to to McAvoy whenever the day does come, a, as it should. I mean, last night he was playing like Ray Bork. He was playing that style where he could hit, he could be tough. He was still making plays. He was the best player on the ice. There's no question about that. And. I'm never going to really say that he's going to be Ray Bork because he's just not. He would already be that if that was the case. But offensively, he's never, you know, no one's going to be that. But he is playing on another level, and he knows that he's the guy. He knows he's the number one, and he knows that he's one of the top three most important, three or four most important players on this team. So I think it's a uh Beautiful thing to see if you're a Bruins fan that he is really coming into that role and he's really starting to, we knew what he was, we knew what he was going to be, but he's proving it right now. And he's not going to win the Norris this year, but he is going to win it in his career at least one time, multiple times is my guess. I agree. I totally so, agree. So I don't want to throw any names out there because I don't want to get disappointed, but 
I mean, the Bruins, they absolutely need to pick up a defenseman, maybe a forward. I don't, you know, uh, unless it's a top six forward, I don't think that it's, it, there's any reason to do it unless you're getting somebody that's really tough and he could be on the fourth line and just, you know, not allow us to get walked all over. But I don't see that happening. Their fourth line is playing well. Third line's playing well. So unless you can get a really solid top line or top two line uh, player. Yeah, it's basically you want it for the second line. You, what, you want it for if you do uh, what, end up what, getting what, rid what, of DeBrus. You, you want them in the top six, like I said before. Right. You want them in the top six. But like even more than that, yeah. Like I, I, I would, I would, I would bet on this top six making some sort of run with with a dis- defenseman over. I'd bet this top six adding a piece and not getting a defenseman. I agree. I just really think we need that D more. And I, and again, yeah, ideally it's not a seventh guy, but dude, I'll even take that rotation right now. I really will. How do you feel about them? Probably keeping Jake DeBrusque. Um, we talked about this when you were here. Yeah, but it's looking more and more likely that he's going to stay and that they're going to let. I, 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 I think in my head, I kind of felt as I do now with it, which is just that like, there's a chance that the best thing we get for Jake is just running with Jake, even though we're going to lose him at the end of the year. I, I I wouldn't rather a guy who's half as good as him, who's stuck with us for longer. I don't, I don't know. It, like, I think it's going to be an unfortunate thing, but maybe he can be a piece that can make a run. I mean, shit, dude, we saw him score four goals. Yeah. But while you were in on the West coast. But like, I don't know. Dude, I, is I get he, it. But like, like, would we, would you rather a fifth, all right, if we get if we have nothing happening in the deadline, would you rather a fourth, whatever the the best version of a round pick for him, and we lose that chance at being that good in the playoffs this year? I'd rather the playoff run. Again, this boils down to Patrice's final years. I just don't believe we're going to get the right thing that we deserve for him in this market, and so therefore, yeah, I'd I'd honestly rather have him try to run this year out and expire then get an asset like dude we're talking about how assets don't matter right but i i agree with you except the only thing that i don't agree with is that he's not a first line player so like if he was playing on the third line absolutely i agree 100 percent. yeah but that's also maybe why we're stuck here is that we can't command more because he's not a first line player i understand but like so so you're gonna go through and you think that this team is a playoff is a stanley cup contender with Jake DeBrusque as your first line winger because I don't Hell no I don't but if there's no other movement that happens yeah I think keeping Jake DeBrusque instead of trading him for a pick is probably better for this team that's a crazy hypothetical I well, guess yeah, but maybe I mean of, of course it's either you go and you pull somebody from a lower line and put him up there and then slot some some random prospect or whoever into third or fourth line or you have Jake DeBrusque, that's that's assuming that we get that we do absolutely nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, yeah. I, I mean, dude, you know how I feel about Sweeney. I just like I don't buy that he'll do anything right. I don't know. I don't know, but we only have a few days to go, and then we will know exactly what we didn't do. 
I know. It's crazy. Next week we'll be talking about what it was. I just like, yeah. I mean, ultimately, in this world where I, I don't think it's that crazy, we're in this world where we get stuck and we don't do any other move. And it's like you can ditch DeBrusque for a good draft, even a second rounder. Don't do it. That's that's where I'm at. I don't know. I think I said this on the on the last episode that we did while I was out there that I was hoping that a, some move would have gotten done by now just for the simple fact of what we said at the beginning of, of this, or maybe we didn't say it um, while we were rolling here. But, you know, you're going to have a guy come in here, whoever it is, and have a couple weeks to figure out your whole system, and then it's playoff time. Yeah. Uh, a, a couple weeks, more like a few weeks, but uh, about a month, but... A month is not a lot of time to go into a serious run at the at the cup. No, yeah, we were talking about how once we get another former player or current player on, just how much you would hate this trade deadline. Where, like, especially if you're broughting, if you're being brought into a contender, <laughs> you're expected to make a difference with eleven games, ten games, like whatever games to play and to fit the system. No, it's it's a rough year. That that that's the other part of it. Then that 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 is even speaking to my side more so. We're closer now than I think we are if we trade him for a pick. That's where for, I'm at. I don't sure. like. I don't like I, it. I don't love this. I'm just trying to be realistic. I agree with that. Obviously, obviously, I would have rather it happened earlier. Obviously, so would he. Like, but 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 then there's a yeah, yeah. Of course he would. But there's still even the conversation like. Uh, What, what can we get now that even if we get the right guy, is it going to be right? You know, well, that's always the risk. No, but that's always the risk. But you have games to teach someone the system. There's no there, those games don't exist right now. You got to hope for a fast learner if you're going to try for anybody, especially as we're staring down the barrel of the, of the deadline. It's just that's, a weird year. That's why it's we need fill the thrill back. Yeah, not opposed. <laughs> Uh, well, that was fun. I, I hope some stuff happens. We didn't talk about Batman. We probably shouldn't. Oh, we will not be doing that today. <laughs> we've we've been running this episode for over an hour, and there's plenty to talk about with the Batman. Two weeks, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. But yeah. hey, we had a lot to say. Definitely. Uh. And we're gonna we're gonna do a couple more episodes before I'm back out out there, and then we're gonna do a couple episodes while I'm out there, and those are gonna be fun. And um, we'll I can't do, wait. We'll do a minimum three. Let's okay, get, let's get three up. So I, I fly in on a Friday. Maybe we record when I you know at some point that day, and then we'll we'll release it either that day or the next day, and um, we'll set some cool stuff up. We'll do something. We got some Perfect. games to watch. Well, yeah, it's going to be the end of the NBA regular season while you're here. Um, it's going to be approaching the end of the NHL season. Do we're in the home stretch here? It's going to be interesting. Yep, we got two playoff teams on our hands. It seems, you know, knock on wood, we definitely did. But it, it really seems like we're at least going to be talking the postseason. But you know, Sweeney's got an opportunity to do something here, and I just, you know, I don't think either of us believe he's going to. I think you know, he's we're, trying. We're, we're to. both. We're both like we're like. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. All right. Or or I will say that I think his version of trying to is just not enough. 
Listen to me. He's never done. He's never been Mr. Blockbuster. Really? He's never because he didn't get Taylor Hall last year. That's a blockbuster. He got, he got Taylor Hall on a sale. And you know oh that. my God! Here we go, dude. Taylor Hall on a sale. Cool. Then give me the blockbuster this year, because guess what? We need one to two more before we win another cup with Patrice Bergeron, and you should be selling the farm to do it. But you can't say that he did. He's done nothing. I'm not saying he's done nothing. I just don't. I don't. You don't believe that he's going to do the right, the big move. I don't believe that the move is going to get done. I believe that he is he's working the phones. I I that doesn't necessarily. I'm not saying that he's not in making an effort. What? Yeah, man. I mean, you can make an effort, but you can also make the effort. And I don't think he does the effort. He makes an effort. Oh my god! I can't wait until one of us is completely wrong next week. It better be me. <laughs> I would love to be wrong. I want to be more wrong than you. I don't want to be right about this. Good. But I am negative about this guy, and I have been. For a minute, for two, for this whole podcast, I've been negative about this guy. Well, depending on how this deadline goes, we're going to have a Sweeney episode. Uh, we, we, it's just, it's, <laughs> Andrew, inevitably, it's next episode. Okay. So, let's go. I'm ready. I hope, dude, I pray I'm wrong. And also, beyond that, like, even though I would love Krejci back, I pray I'm not wrong in the sense that Krejci's back. Blow my mind, Don Sweeney. Blow my mind. Because I loved how you got Taylor Hall, and Andrew really loved it, in the sense that he thinks how, it's a miracle work. How but would I know it, that how guy was available. You, it's Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hasn't Hall. Been a, Taylor Hall has not been a desired person until he was in black and gold, and that, you know that. That's not a, that is, is not, not true. Taylor Hall has not been desired to the level of a number two overall pick. He won the heart. He won, he won he the heart won? while he was in New Jersey. How could he not become desired after that? Which is why he went where he went. They, anyone who was willing to give him the money. But he wanted to come here. Yeah. God. That's what helped. Oh, That's man. what helped. Oh, my God. Here we go. Yeah, there's, there's going to be like a... Oh, he only the only reason we got him is because he wanted to come here. Who cares if he wanted to come here? We still had to pony up the money. This is this is this is my fucking hockey version of trademark is smart. Dude. I can't wait to talk about the Batman. Oh, Don Sweeney. (laughs) It was handed to you. No, 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 no. You're gonna stand up for this man who didn't even ask for an interview with OEL when we had the money. And yes. now we're talking about getting a defender? Yeah, because o- oh, OEL, Come on. OEL has done so well. Oh, he went to where? He went to Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to pretend Vancouver's good. Yeah. <sighs> this turned. This turned. Well, my turned. mind, Don Sweeney. It didn't turn. It's okay. <laughs> it, it just got the Batman stuff we thought we were going to have without any of the Batman. Toys. Oh, we're going to have it still. <laughs> We're going to have it. Dude, Andrew, I want you to be so right. I literally want to lose this discussion. You're going to. I want to. I hope so. I hope you're right. And if I don't, I'm going to be extra pissed next week when we don't do anything to make a difference about winning a cup with Patrice Bergeron still on the roster, which might only be a couple more fucking years. 
So you're on the side of uh, Sweeney is turning into Belichick. Win now. <laughs> I don't even want to win. In... <laughs> no, I'm on the side of... Let everyone go. Don't oh, sign anybody. It's fine. No. no, I'm saying sign everyone. I'm so polar the opposite of that. I'm saying give Wes Welker another contract. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so polar opposite of that. Ugh. Well, All this right, was fine. fun. Whatever. This was fun. There's passion. I, I hope that we have a better... Uh, I hope we're happy next week. How about that? <laughs> hey, man. I think I'm going to be happy either way, but I hope I'm as happy as you say I might be. Me too. Instead of where I'm at now. Me too, because I, I I don't know. I might have to cancel the trip out there if this goes poorly. Oh, yeah. As if that's not for your work. <laughs> hey, uh, you're listening in tomorrow, but today was Andrew Ference's birthday. Happy birthday, Andrew Ference. We know you're listening. We know you're listening. Can't wait to have you on. Uh, dude. Yeah. Sorry, I got pissed, but like, I don't. Do you believe in Don Sweeney? Absolutely. Come on. All right. Prove me wrong, Donny boy. <laughs> All right. There's only one way to end this episode. The same way we end every episode. That And this has to be one of the ones that we do. We send it to, but we'll have them in studio before. But right now we send it to Stretch. Didn't see it coming, got me.